light roasts were the most cherished things mm. ever. Anyone who roasted uh, a little more dark was kind of, uh, you don't know what you're doing, you know. It right. Should be sour. Light roast is another coffee cult, right? <laughs> light roast is definitely another coffee cult. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Ford Friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is sadly episode five of our five-part series with Alan Gerard from 50% Arabica. And Alan, we have been talking about coffee cults and your meme account, your brilliant, brilliant, genius meme account. Um, and we've been exploring, you know, how coffee cults can be damaging and, and what they can do. But the flip side of being a part of a cult is somebody who is a critical thinker. So what does critical thinking in coffee look like from your perspective? Hi, Lee. Uh, nice to be again here. Um, critical thinking. Uh, let me start with, with an example. Uh, recently, uh, a very good friend of mine and, and a therapist actually as well mm -hmm. uh, told me, have you noticed like people are wearing track suits uh, again? And it was so fashionable in the early 1990s. Right? Like, you would see that in every rap video clip and yeah. people would wear it on the beach. And uh, uh, Czechoslovakian tourists were actually very famous for wearing tracksuits and white socks uh, in yes. uh, doing their, uh, you know, Croatia trips <laughs> to see the sea. And uh, now it's <laughs> later it came out of fashion. Yeah. And everyone who were, was wearing tracksuits was like, oh, what are you doing? You know, right. Have you been sleeping on the rock or what? And now it's coming back again. Uh -huh. uh, and it's been, what is it, 25, 30, 30 years. Uh, and also, I, I remember one, I don't know who that was, but it was one of sociologists who said that uh, it takes the society, within the society, it takes you 30 years to kind of erase the collective memory a little. All right. And the same political figures who were present there are now back in position. Or right. we, have, we are seeing... The, similar trends coming back in terms of you know politics uh, economics as well and we're seeing that in in, in fashion industry as well and uh, a nice analogy would be with coffee because when i started in coffee 13 years ago uh it light roasts were the most cherished things mm. ever Anyone who roasted uh, a little more dark was kind of, uh, you don't know what you're doing, you know. It right. Should be sour. Light roast is another coffee cult, right? Light roast is definitely another coffee cult. Like, <laughs> light roast. Thank you, and Tim Windelbow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, uh, I mean, this coffee is great. I love it. No, no, I, that but, wasn't a dig. That was he was one of the first people to come out and say you should be roasting lighter than what you're roasting. Yes, yes, and uh, the rest of people kind of took it 
too far. (laughs) Folks, our first on-demand workshop, How to Become a Coffee Consultant, is now available for you to learn at your own pace for just 50 euros, and it comes with a certificate upon completion. Go to mapperforward.coffee forward slash workshops or click the link in the show notes for more details. Support this podcast by supporting our sponsors. We took it too far. Uh, you know, baristas serving uh, triple ristrettos and oh, geez. <laughs> stuff that would kind of destroy your palate you know, for half an hour. Um, <laughs> and uh, now we're moving towards like, okay, we need to develop the roast more. Roasting got incredibly better in the last, I would say, eight years. Yep. Like I'd more agree. Follow more balance. I mean, I'm talking about the scene in Czech Republic and okay. Western and East Europe, where I, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's your playground. It's my playground, so I'm seeing that. And now we're moving on, kind of on the other side of the fence. Like, um, I'm sometimes hearing people saying, "Oh, uh, that roast would." Uh, definitely welcome a little more development or, uh, right. you know, uh, it, it, yeah, it may be tasting a little under-extracted. And, right. And then I would, you know, uh, put a few drops on a defluid refractometer and it uh, gives me 24% extraction. So I'm like, okay, so I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, but the trains really change, you know, up and down and I think I'm almost certain that uh, after a while of being in uh, this area, okay, we need to correct our mistakes from the past. Mm. Like we were really sour coffees, underdeveloped, maybe a little under-extracted, definitely. Now we have a better understanding of roasting, of grinding. The technologies are better. The, we understand the water better. So let's brew and roast more developed, pleasant, sweet coffee so we can mm, put specialty coffee uh, out there for, mm-hmm. for, for the masses. So actually people would like it and not just bash because it's incredibly sour. And maybe where we will get so far in uh, roasting darker that someone will say, hey, guys, we need to stop now and roast a little lighter because it's, it's getting too far. It's, uh, it's trends. They come and change and stay for a while. And so what is the role of critical thinking in that? Uh, I think critical thinking is always related to a certain uh, era or a, a, a part of uh, the industry or and, and the trends. So you always apply critical thinking to the actual things that are going on in the world because you mm. critical thinking is a tool and you, you need to use that tool uh, and find uh, a subject. Mm-hmm. So you as a tool there is a subject so if if we have a situation of uh, you know roasting too light we use critical thinking and look at that like okay is it what can what can, what can we do better um is this right or wrong i think critical thinking might be questioning things in general like you know just not believing things because uh, they were said 
but examining them to the core. And it's actually pretty hard, I think. Very hard, at least for me. In my opinion, it's very hard to <laughs> In my opinion, it's very use hard. critical thinking on a daily basis because <laughs> we have a lot of information about coffee, about roasting, about brewing, about waters, mm. about grinders, about this and that. And this, uh, I, I think there is still uh, the idea that uh, if you want to be a complete and uh, good coffee professional, you need to know everything, right? Which you can't. Which you can't. It's nuts. It's nonsense. <laughs> like, you need to be a great barista. You need to be great at latte art, brewing, roasting, sourcing, sample roasting. Uh, oh, you need to be a curator, of course. You, know, you need to be. You need to. I still don't quite understand why, but that clearly shows that I'm defective as a coffee professional for so many reasons. But let's not have that critical thinking conversation. So critical thinking might be okay. I I, I don't need anything. Every every everything of of from the list. Let's pick one thing and be good at that. I have many friends who are great competitors. Uh, in coffee, and they are super dedicated to their field, you know, uh, mm-hmm. area of expertise, and they are wonderful. Like, it is a, in a sense, it is a tunnel vision, and you just go there and, mm-hmm. you know, really go deep with that. Uh, but uh, in in general, critical thinking might be just don't believe it because it was said and uh, try to find whether it's true or not. And maybe it may be true, uh, certain things may be true in a lab environment or in a certain part of the world, but they might not be true in other parts of the world, depending on the context. You know, it may Mm. be uh, agricultural problems, it may be elevation problems when it comes to roasting, uh, it uh, may be brewing problems when it comes to water in certain parts of the world. Mm. And there are parts of the world where there is almost no water. Like, uh, so uh, everything should be put in a wider context and regional context, I would think. I mean, there are, uh, in Prague, there's a river, Vltava, and goes through Prague. Mm-hmm. And uh, for a long time, uh, people are working in coffee we're saying South Prague, which actually takes water from a different reservoir than north of the Prague. Mm-hmm. It, and I can't remember now the order, but one part of Prague had definitely bad brewing water, very hard. And the other part of Prague, same city, but, you know, different reservoir Didn't for drinking more, yeah. water, uh, had uh, quite lovely tap water for coffee. And it was so obvious, it was so obvious that one coffee shop in one part of the town needed reverse osmosis to function, basically, uh, on a daily basis. Wow. And the other part uh, of, you know, other coffee shop on the other side of town was uh, doing just fine with, uh, you know, uh, WBT, uh, w- BWT or uh, anything like that. So it always depends on, 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 on the context. I think this is why the coffee is a rare, very deep rabbit hole. Uh, but sometimes you have no time for critical thinking, right? I, I'm 
uh, I also I'm a great example of that as well. You know, I, I adopt a lot of information from outside, from articles and uh, sources I trust, and maybe uh, after months or years even, I start to question them because uh, I examine them or, or I hear an opinion which is very different from what I heard from somewhere else. So I try to challenge that and make make sense of that. Uh, yeah. You-, you know, you know, I asked uh, Shahan Yeretsian around this time last year on the podcast, how does science deal with the subjectivity? How does science deal with the, how does it objectively deal with the subjectivity of coffee? And he said something along the lines of, well, we, we gather data from a, a segment of the general population and that determines the objectivity of the subjectivity. So based on opinion of a group of people, that's what we're going to define as objective. That's the basis because that's a segment. And that's got me thinking, since that conversation, it got me thinking a lot about critical thinking because a lot of people in our industry take their cues from other people as a basis, like you were saying, a basis for how they formulate the rest of their arguments or the rest of their thinking about things. And I question the data behind a lot of things. I'm a scientist. And so for me, data integrity is super important. If you can't question the source of where the information is coming from, you're no longer critically thinking. And the thing in coffee is we don't really have that much actual science behind it. We don't have, until very recently, there really wasn't any kind of science that was open to the industry. It It was done inside private corporations and they have their data. But we don't have that here. So pretty much so much of what we do is opinion and subjective. That's true because companies like Ely and Nestle and, uh, you know. We don't know their, big, their findings. They have immense data, but they don't share it. Uh, we don't have it. Much. We don't have it. Uh, maybe it's somewhere in, in, in the scientific papers, uh, but hidden along the lines. And I'll give know, you a great uh, example. A fantastic example about cold brew coffee. There was an article that came out that said sales of cold brew in the United States have increased 50%. It is the beverage that's overtaking espresso-based coffees and other hot coffee. So I contacted the authors of the article and asked for their sample size. 1,200 people was the sample size of the data. For a population of 340 million people, they created an article that the industry was now changing their business models because cold brew is the next thing. Because an article that was released by, I'm not going to say who, but a big organization 
in the coffee industry released this article and people were now changing their business strategies based on this one article that was being sent to all the publications who were then taking that as a cue to write their own articles about cold brew is the next big thing. And now this whole article was like transforming and morphing and and everyone was saying, Lee, we've got to build a business model. My clients were saying to me, Lee, cold brew is the thing. Huh? 1,200 people. 1,200 people. And if you look at it, right, uh, folks, check this. Whenever they make these claims um, in any of these articles in very tiny print, they put the sample size next to the graph. And most times you'll see it is somewhere between 1,200 and 1,700 people is the accepted sample size for any kind of marketing research. Doesn't matter how big the population is. So for a group of 340 million people, they have based this profound standing. And it's a national organization in the United States that had gone out and told the market Cold brew, cold brew is overtaking hot coffee. Mm. I mean, I can find twelve hundred people who hate cold brew just in my town. Right, right. I can pick them up and make an article like, "Oh, right." And and my point around this is, like, the critical thinking evaporates out of that when we just start believing publications or we start just believing what we're being told. And then we take that as a basis of fact, and then we extrapolate out our own thinking based on something that's not reliable, but we haven't questioned the thing that's reliable. In that sense, I think media is, and we can see that on a daily basis uh, in, uh, you know, economics, politics, and uh, certain topics that are are chose um, to be written about. Uh, When I go to... uh, you know, a platform like Seznam Says It, which is a, a newspaper, a mm-hmm. Czech newspaper website. You can see that the topics are very selective, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, if you want the source outside of that uh, mainstream narrative, you have to look somewhere else, uh, basically. Um, and I think articles are just easy to digest, and we live in a very, mm-hmm. very quick era, very quick. Uh, the, the amount of information we're, we're confronted with, not only through our five senses, but uh, also subconsciously, emotionally, mm-hmm. it's just an insane amount of information. Uh, you know, I remembered one uh, current listening again to uh, Harar's book, uh, Homo Sapiens, The Brief yeah. History of, Ma- of Mankind. Just <laughs> it's just behind me. Oh, really? So oh, yeah, things, I see yeah. that. <laughs> it's an amazing book that... Uh, it's know, fantastic. And, and folks, you should listen to his current conversation with Lex Friedman on Lex Friedman's podcast. It's amazing. It's fantastic. Sorry to interrupt you there, Alan. Write it down. Podcast. I'll, I'll send it to you. Thank you. No um, problem. So, like... Uh, well, 30,000 years ago, our concern was just to observe nature, stay warm, uh, <laughs> watch find the food, stars, <laughs> watch the stars, and uh, keep the fire, you know, uh, going mm. on. Uh, it was 
I mean, a little in that sense, an easier life. You didn't have to pay your rent and, uh, uh, you know, stuff like that, electricity bill and uh, mm. worry about uh, an annual meeting uh, at work or whatever concerns you or uh, extraction time. You know, it wasn't a thing back then. You know, it's just, <laughs> yeah. is the TDS all right? I don't know. You know, should I grind fine or... <laughs> I use a different water because uh, not We're getting so the mango. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. And in such an information era, it is obviously much easier to be presented with uh, a piece of information that someone else did the research, digested all the facts, and came up with a conclusion mm. for me. And I can read it in a short article and I can, you know, mark it like, okay, uh, I'm done with this topic. I have a sense of under mm-hmm. basic understanding of, let's say, the cold brew sales in the States or wherever. Uh, so I can, you know, think further and uh, maybe change my business model to fit the needs of, of, uh, of the market. But uh, do I have the time to fact check? that or everything well yeah time is the most valuable asset i'm learning since i am Mm. a coffee shop owner and a roastery owner as well so we need to be very careful with our time so uh, what do you do do you spend uh, minutes or maybe a few hours researching whether someone is telling the truth yeah if uh, if it makes me passionate to you know, research that particular topic, I'll do that. But mostly I'm digesting a lot of information and I'm just assuming that the person who said that is right or the institution or the right. magazine, which is... Or the meme generator. Or the meme generator, right? <laughs> wow, uh... that happened actually a lot of the times that someone came and wrote me a message like, Ah, uh, what did you mean? What happened uh, relating to some <laughs> it's some a particular meme joke? <laughs> and I'm like, nothing happened. This is just a, a, a made-up scenario I did in my bored head uh, just to amuse myself and uh, maybe a few other people. Oh, so nothing bad happened in you know wherever. No. And I'm like, no, no, no. This is just a uh, fun. Uh, a, yeah, it's just a joke. Oh, okay. I'm relieved then. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's. I think it's going to become an interesting thing how we def- how we end up defining critical thinking in coffee. I think that I don't know the trajectory of the way that coffee businesses are going to go over the next couple of years are going to with with automation and with AI and with economics and politics and all of those things formulating as a part of our industry, climate change, it's going to shift things really quickly. Mm-hmm. The role that critical thinking is going to play in that, I think is going to define a lot. I, I, um, I think I, I really want to kind of end this series on a hopeful note. Um, and the, the way I want to do that is to remind everybody that 
laughing is the best medicine. And the the reason I think that your what you do with 50% Arabica is so important is because it makes things that are difficult to talk about approachable and it leads to conversations that lead to critical thinking. And I think it's a fantastic catalyst for people to reassess their behavior. So I really want to thank you for the unintentional service that you're providing to the industry. <laughs> um, it's it's a breath of fresh air, the way that your account takes no prisoners. <laughs> but it really does make people think about the way that they like it makes us laugh so much, Alan, but at the same time, it really does hold us all accountable because I tell you, there are a lot of people out there that are scared that you're coming for them <laughs> with your meetings. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> so folks, if you haven't, um, if you aren't following Alan, um, check the show notes, you will find links there. Um, and Alan, I, I, again, just want to thank you for doing this. I know that you don't do this kind of thing very often. It was really, really wonderful to have you on the podcast. Thank you, Lee, for uh, having me here. It was an absolute pleasure to talk to you about things that uh, I rarely talk about or with mm -hmm. a, just a few of few, few people, and uh, it's been really enlightening. So thank you for what you do with your podcast. My pleasure. Thank you for being a part of it. And uh, it's been great. So I wonder if you would sign off the last episode with our signature piece of and peanut butter. That's uh, okay. Let's do that again. <laughs> Peace off and peanut butter. Peace, Thank love, you. and peanut butter, everybody. Have an amazing rest of your day. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Map It Forward, head to mapitforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.